0: are in bed, and it's time for Pressing the Privets, the podcast where my wife and I ask each other questions about family, faith, marriage, parenting. Everything. I'm Zachary Privett, and that was my wife, Karen. Hi. And welcome to our episode.
1: Episode three. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. All right. Well, this, uh, last week, Karen talked about, or asked me questions about fatherhood, and so... This is a little less deep topic or less serious topic, although it has very serious ramifications for our kids and all kids, and it's definitely a topic that has uh, consumed our lives and our household for the past few weeks, mm-hmm. and that is a VBS, uh, Vacation Bible School. So we're towards the middle of July where we record this, but we've finished our Vacation Bible School, but I know there are a lot of churches out there that are still doing it, and so I think that's a still a good topic to uh, cover on our podcast. Karen, are you ready? I'm ready. All right. So I think in our first episode we talked about ourselves and introduced ourselves. You said you were a pastor's daughter, mm-hmm. pastor's kids, my PK. Yeah. So you were involved in BBS from an early age, right? You went to oh, all yeah. the
1: I went all the time. All
0: right. Did you? Um, go over to teaching right afterwards when you grew out of that or?
1: I didn't start teaching um, until here at, in um, this church where we are now. Okay. Um, I don't think I, there, there were some mission trips that I've been on um, that as part of the team. You know, we all presented a VBS style um, outreach with the, the churches and the places that we were. And so I guess I did do some teaching there. Uh, But I didn't, I haven't actually been like involved as a teacher in specifically vacation Bible school. I've been involved in teaching children, involved in teaching youth um, since I was in high school. But I guess I don't, I don't, at least I can't remember, I can't recall any time that I was like a VBS teacher. until here, with, uh, with did our you kids assist
0: or enrolled. did you help with VBS or assist with like groups before uh, here in our church?
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. Oh, okay. Like, I, okay. I, the mission trips that we went on. Yes, mm-hmm. um, I helped lead and, and do a lot of things in those. But I don't think that I've been involved on the teaching side um, before before okay. our church here.
0: All right. Now, this is this your second or third year here involved in this VBS at our church.
1: So, here at our church um, in 2017, I was a um, yeah, I guess I would like a f- <laughs> a floater teacher is what um, the director called me. Uh, I I was available to come, but I didn't have a lot of prep time. Uh, but I was able to be a, an adult in a room. And so I ended up staying with the same group all week, um, kind of being the adult helper, uh, co-teacher, whatever you want to call it, um, that first year in 2017. So three years ago. And then last year was my first year to actually teach, uh, be a lead teacher for a classroom. And this year I was also um, um, lead teacher, co-teacher. Um, my my co teacher was awesome. Did uh, just as much work as I did. So,
0: okay, yeah. so yeah, how how was everything this year? We've,
1: this year was really yeah. good. Um, I had a I had a really really great time. Um, so the first year that I taught, I was really overwhelmed. Um, <laughs> just the the book. Alone, I didn't understand that the book that they give you, like the teacher's book, is just a like multiple suggestions and you're just you can pull like you can do two or three of these a day um so like you open it up and there's pages of activities and things to do and like oh I was so overwhelmed I was like oh my gosh like I don't know how I'm gonna fit all this I only have like an hour and a half with the kids in my room like I don't know how I'm gonna fit all this in so um learned a lot from my first year my mom was so good in helping me my first year too she's um, teacher all her life, um, teacher of fourth grade, most recently always elementary school, and so she was um, just perfect in helping me figure out what to do. However, she was gone um, when we actually did the vacation Bible school, so I gleaned a lot of um, tips and help, and we talked through a lot of things um, before they left on their trip, but they were actually out of the country um, when we did the first one. So. So yeah.
0: What was your favorite part about this year's VBS?
1: Um, this year's VBS I had a really great group of kids this year. Last year it was a little rough. Um just <laughs> with I, I think mostly it was Partially because it was my first year, and partially because of the size of the class. So last year, our my I topped out at 19 kids, and um, we did okay. Like we we were able to make it through, and and I mean, and the the kids had fun. I was I was pretty stressed out though. It's so funny. So I went to the director. I was like, "Hey, we had 19 kids, two adults, and one youth uh, today." Like. If you have any extra hands, can you send them my way? So the next day, we had three adults and two youth. Um, and that was our lowest intended. I think we had like 11 kids that day. So the extra adult was like, Well, if you don't need me, I was like, Yeah, just go. <laughs> like, this is nothing like yesterday. So anyway, this year, it was really nice um, to have a much smaller group of kids. I had, um, see, when everybody was there, I had nine. And there, most days, uh, somebody was gone for most days. But I think, I think two days, I actually had all nine kids. But they, on top of it being a smaller group, they were extremely well behaved. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had an extremely well behaved group. We didn't, we didn't have to do any discipline mm-hmm. at all. I mean, it, it. I taught the pre-K, so this is like four, five, and six-year-olds who have not been to um, a uh, who, who have not been to kindergarten yet. And so, you little, know, we had to yeah. reiterate a few things. Stop right. talking, stand in a line.
0: A little don't older than there. our son. But
1: yeah, I yeah. Basically a year p- older yeah, than I mean. our son. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we had to reiterate a couple things, but, like, it was never a discipline issue. Mm-hmm. So because of that, I got to do some really fun things with them because I right. – I mean, so one of the things we did is I, just, I filled – um, a giant tub with, well, I didn't do it. Uh, you did it for me, <laughs> but filled the giant tub of, with dirt. And then I took it in, I buried little animals in it and we, I, I just poured gallons of water in there. And so like one day we literally just went and dug in the mud in our classroom in the church. Um, and I mean, I would not have attempted that with the class the year before. Um, because there was not enough listening that went on in that class. But, uh, but anyway, so I got to do some really fun things. Um, plus, the smaller class size just really allows you to connect more uh, mm-hmm. with the kids. Uh, to to I always start my class with doing a little... One-on-one time, um, not one-on-one, we're all in a circle, but everybody gets a chance to talk, and everybody gets a chance to tell a story, mm-hmm. and to tell us how That's they're good. feeling that day, yeah. um, just trying to have a real chance to, to connect with each kid individually, right. um, and it was, it's much easier to do that when you have eight kids in the room, versus whenever you have 19 kids in the room, right. so. Okay. so yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed that this year. Yeah.
0: Did you have a biggest bummer? For vacation, by the school, the
1: biggest bummer.
0: <laughs> um, um, For give you time to think about it, just I phrase it like that because at dinner each time, um, we ask our son and each other what our favorite part of the day was and what our biggest bummer of the day was, and so he's been able to ask that to us without prompting. Now that's just what you do at dinner, so.
1: So like as soon as we sit down to dinner like he before you even get your fork in your mouth like he's like so he'll pick somebody what was your biggest bummer what mm-hmm. was your best part <laughs> so so biggest bummer um man, you know i i really i can't think of anything that was like a a real bummer um my co teacher wasn't there on Monday. I mean, we managed without her, but she's fun to be around. Be around, so would have yeah. been would have loved to have her there. I mean, we like said it when she didn't put us in a bind or anything. I knew about it ahead of time, but
0: yeah. um, well, that's good. I mean, I know.
1: Yeah, I really I can't think of anything that didn't go well or went wrong. Or, I never
0: you were worried about a lot of things going wrong or like trying to come together, but everything seemed to come together and. Worked really well the week of.
1: Yeah, so. the week before mm-hmm. I was a little stressed out. But, right. um, but yeah, the, I mean, things went really well this year. I so. think the
0: worst part was that you, we couldn't get – we had to go get new tea, pink T-shirts. Oh, yeah. Yes. That
1: could be my biggest bummer. Yes. So one of the crafts that we did um, was a, a bleach tee where you lay a design down on a shirt and spray – bleach water on it and it fades the shirt, except for under the design. So I wanted to do it. We figured out how to make it work, especially with only having nine kids. It was definitely, you know, definitely able to do it. Um, but apparently there's a certain kind of like polyester that does not fade in bleach. Um, (laughs) and anyway, that's, that's what I got. My, my little girlies that requested pink, uh, we got, we just went to Hobby Lobby and picked up some shirts. Everybody yeah. else's did the thing they were supposed yeah. to,
0: but we had to go. And those like there Thursday like, evening, or-
1: yeah, those like there's like things- five pink shirts. That I mean, and we we sprayed them at church with the kids, and then like I brought them home. I doused those suckers. Like I did everything <laughs> short of pouring pouring bleach on them. I, we even went to the store and bought straight bleach because I had a. It was a mix of bleach water okay. that I was doing them with and so we went to the store bought straight bleach sprayed those suckers and they were wet with straight bleach no fade whatsoever so Zach and I have four bright pink shirts mm-hmm. of various sizes
0: I wonder if they'll sponsor the uh, t-shirt makers will sponsor us now say these shirts won't bleach
1: maybe I don't know <laughs> it was crazy though yeah. I couldn't I couldn't believe it
0: I mean, if that's the biggest problem, I think we... Yeah,
1: that probably was, was the good. biggest problem. Yes. So anyway, yeah. So that was Thursday night. I had to go. We, <laughs> we had to go to Hobby Lobby and pick up...
0: Which is about a an hour round trip for yeah, us. Yeah,
1: 30 minutes one way. Yeah. So um, anyway, did that and then had to stay up late and make these kids their shirts that didn't work out. But anyway, it was okay. fun. It, not, a big, not a problem. I, right. I actually enjoyed that. I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah, Thinking about good, doing it more, actually. Right.
0: So, we might uh, set up a store if this goes well.
1: There we go. <laughs> a plug for Bleach Teas
0: Yeah. So in what the future? What do you think makes a good VBS?
1: What makes a good VBS? Um, a good VBS needs a good organization. Um. Uh, I, I don't mean organization is in church, but it, I mean that's helpful too. But like a someone who is good at organizing um, at the at the helm. So our VBS director uh, at our church is also our pastor's wife. She does an amazing job. Um, she's been doing it for many years, so she has um, seen it all, I'm sure. And when it comes to directing and and all that, but she's very she very good at organizing things, but not micromanaging things. Um, so very good at, at this is here, here are these, Oh, how do I say this? Here are resources for you and how can I help you? But your class is your class and, and do, do what you want, do what you can. I mean, I assume if someone was going major off theme or, uh, spouting heresies, I'm sure she would step (laughs) in, but Um, but that, that was, is been, has been very good for me, um, as you know, someone who's trying to learn how to teach the past couple years, um, that is needed to make a VBS good. Uh, I, I definitely would say like strong curriculum, like Mm -hmm. good, theologically sound, uh, curriculum thing to, to, to teach from is also important, um. You could make a big mess of it if you weren't careful with what you were teaching right. kids, what you were putting in their hearts mm-hmm. and their minds. Yeah. Um, so I think that's very important. And then just a a church family that's willing to work together um, is also important. so being that being teachers, that being support staff, that being um, you know volunteers, youth that mm-hmm. come and and help you know be pseudo adults and and all that it, it takes—it takes the church working together as a body, um, as as a family, as as the the bride of Christ—to be able to to pull it off and to do it well. Um, mm-hmm. All with that goal of spending some intense time pouring into uh, pouring into the kids in our in our church, right. um, hopefully also in our community, but I think mostly the the kids in our in our church.
0: So, I guess. Well, what don't we? We've done some uh, Wednesday night church as well, Mm -hmm. teaching as well. So, what's and as well as teaching our own kids, discipling to our own children, reading uh, Bible verses and Bible stories, trying praying with them and teach with them. So, we've both got sort of the with our kids, the personal ones as well as a classroom setting with Mm -hmm. all kids. So what. What's the most important thing in sort of a classroom discipleship, whether it's a VBS or Wednesday night church or even Sunday school? I guess let's go VBS since that's fresh in our minds.
1: Most important. Okay. Assuming you have all those things already that right. I said mm-hmm. that you need to make a good VBS, the, the next thing that I would say the most important in that classroom is for the students that you're with – To know that you are genuine, Um, I I think that kids have a really great ability to be able to perceive what is real and what is um, what's a a canned response, Uh or you know, what's just saying the right things. If if that makes any sense, I I think I think kids have a really really um, are very perceptive. Yeah. on knowing when you mean what you say and when yeah. you don't. And not only are they very perceptive in it, but they're also really good at testing that yeah. in their own ways. Um, just This just being regular discipline, and let alone spiritual discipline. Um, and so I think taking the time to make sure those kids know, for one, that you really are really glad mm-hmm. that they are there. Um, and, and that you want to know who they are and you want to know what's going on in their life. Um, that this isn't just a mass produced, here's, here's our three things we were going to memorize this
0: week. You're not reading off a a script. Right.
1: Right. I mean, although there was a lot of that because, (laughs) you know, there, there's theming and you, you try to stay with the theme and help, you know, all the moving parts work together correctly. But I think, Yeah. I think, I think having that time to connect, like I said, I, I start my time off um, with what's, I don't, if anyone listening has any experience with nurture groups, um, basically I just try to run my classroom like a nurture group, which is a, it's a, a model of classroom discipline um, that's especially used with children from, uh, from a trauma background. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's something that we've studied a lot with our adoption and with, um, the training that our agency provided and, and know. a conference, you know, some conferences that we've gone to, things like that. And so I try to, I try to do that, particularly that connecting, connecting time, mm-hmm. um, at the beginning, just for one to, you know, learn these kids' names, hear their story, you know, like I said, I ask them three questions is everybody goes around and you say what your name is. Um, you say where your engine is running. So that's just a little way to say, you know, am I really excited or am I kind of tired or am I like, I'm ready? I'm good. I'm good to be here. Um, kind of hear that from them. And then I have a question that can, can have a simple answer or can have like the long four and five year old answer. And I, and I let the long four and five year old answer happen. Um, you know, for a, a reasonable amount of time, there there were a couple times I'd be like, "Hey, okay, buddy, okay." Like, like mm-hmm. I think I think it's time to pass on the talking stick. You right. know, so. Um, but just giving the kids the chance to have a voice, um, to be heard, to be known, and and to let them know that you care on that right. level, so that whenever I come and and try to tell them that, you know. Jesus is the son of God. Jesus can do anything. Jesus cares for me. Yeah. Um like I said it's less like it's from a script and it's it's it helps them understand. I am saying these things because I believe them myself. Mm-hmm. I know you and I think that this is something that you should believe too. Yeah.
0: I think yeah. I mean I think even with kids especially that age it's a relationship thing that you need to build on to and it's Yeah. Kind of, most definitely. I mean I think probably older kids could sort of do more quote unquote academic type thing where they here's the information, get it. But so but at that young age, especially with, you know, teaching the gospel, we need to have a more relationship and that seems like what you're a lot of what you want. Absolutely. Yeah, that's
1: that's a great that's a great way Mm -hmm. to boil down all my words um, to one that makes a lot more sense. So
0: what's what's the biggest problem you think? In the V in teaching VBS or teaching the gospel in VBS,
1: so so vacation Bible school is very high energy. It's very loud and fun, and I think it would be easy to get carried away in the loud and the fun, um, and not not take the time to bring it back to you know this. This is really this is really why we're here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, my thing with the animals in the mud—that um, could have been just a fun little hide and go seek, and we could have just done that for you know, just for fun. And we got to get dirty, and it was right. funny, and we giggled, and uh, you know. But afterwards, like we sat down and we talked about, you know, whenever Jesus finds us, we are dirty in our sin Mm -hmm. and he cleans us. He, you know, like that. so that day went along with um, the day that was talking about when Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. And so kind of having that picture of we dug the animals out of the mud and then we took them over to another, um, I mean, pretend river, there was no moving water, but that's where we were supposed to be taking them was to the river and cleaned them up and, Um, so, I mean, taking that time to make those applications and, and help, help connect some of those dots from this is the fun, this is the loud, but it, but it really can teach us something. It really can show us something important. I think that's, yeah. And so I think it, it, I think it would be very easy to lose that. I I can um, imagine. In, in all the hype and and excitement. Right. Especially with the younger kids. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And I think with the older kids, it would also be a challenge. I mean, I'm sure I haven't I haven't taught with the older children, but um, I think it'd be easier easy to get caught up in that and, and right. lose lose those times to stop and redeem that moment yeah. of you know this is this is why we're doing this. Right,
0: yeah. tie it all together, not just yeah. Because I I um, just disclosure, I didn't sort of grow up involved in church and didn't tend to VBS. So I mean, but I've. I've been to other churches where they've had like sermon series that have a theme. Like mm-hmm. I remember one, not naming names, or, but it was like a game show theme. So he'd like have an old game show every week and then sort of tie it into some message. And I remember the game show stuff. I don't remember sort of the message stuff. So, mm-hmm. but I'm but I think you need to tie it into it. So it's, it's an example. It's a, yeah, parable
1: even. Yeah, okay. I mean the, that's mm-hmm. what I was going to say. You know, right. if if there's question on that, like yeah. Christ Himself did that. Yes, you know? exactly. Um, so many, so many examples. Yeah. yeah, and and parable is really what you know. It's a story that has a point. Right. These were just you know dirty actions that had a point. So sure. right. that sound that sounded wrong. Not <laughs> dirty actions. <laughs> actions that got four year olds <laughs> muddy. Right. That had a point.
0: So. So is there any difference in teaching a group of like four or five and six year olds are teach and teaching our children?
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Most definitely there is. So the one-on-one time and especially the family discipleship time, um, you can do the fun things. And we, and we have, um, with our, with our son, our daughter's still a little, a little young, uh, to get that we're struggling. She's, Side note, our son loves stories. And so we have this Bible storybook um, that we read from every night. Well, most every night. That makes us sound super spiritual. Our goal is to read from it every night. Yeah. And generally we hit like three in a week. So <laughs> we're proud of ourselves for that. Um, <laughs> and our, our daughter just has no interest in reading books. And so it has been a struggle to balance that to try to make it a family thing that we all do together versus our son will sit and listen and will actually ask some pretty intelligent questions. Um, but our daughter just wants to jump off the couch and (laughs) roll around and try to tickle us and all that stuff. So
0: there are some books where she says halfway through and then she like closes the book. We're done. She'll
1: like close it for you. Be like, okay, we read the book. We're good. (laughs) Um, So anyway, so I mean, obviously you can do those fun things. Like, like we have done, done those fun things. We were, Oh, almost, almost exactly a year ago. We were in that book. uh, We were reading the story of Jericho. And so we got out our son's, Um, big, we call them the Sunday school blocks. I don't know if that gives you a picture of what they are, but they're, they're large cardboard boxes.
0: Yeah, boxes that are like painted like
1: blocks. Yeah. Yeah, Painted like bricks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we did that and we built Jericho and we marched around it seven times and we blew our pretend horns and um, yelled at it and you know, all that stuff, just those sorts of things that you can do that you could also do in a group setting. We've, we've, you can do in an individual um, family setting as well. But the thing about doing it with a family setting versus doing it with the, you know, the kids in my VBS class, uh, they came at nine or a little before and they left at noon or a little after. Like they didn't see when I was tired and my kids were tired and I was trying to get them to just eat something, please, before (laughs) we could get down for naps, you know. Um, So I think that's the difference in – in the family setting versus the classroom setting is, is just that they get to see everything and they get to see the faults as well. Um, which if you'll, if, if you'll lean into that, um, that can, that can be the best thing ever. It can Mm -hmm. be, it can, it's the hardest thing and it's the messiest thing. Um, but it can be the best thing to, to be able to approach your, your child, um, your kids on that one-to-one basis as a, as a friend, um, as a peer. It, not that, not that our children get to have any discussion in what mm-hmm. mom and dad say the rules are right now, really. I mean, there's a few things, but mm-hmm. you, you know what I mean? Um, I don't mean that in a, in, as a peer like that, but as a peer that I can sit down and say, uh, you know, buddy, mama used to lie all the time. Uh, we're going through this right now with our son that we're, we're trying to, he's learned um, that we don't actually see everything. And so sometimes he can do something and get away with it if, you know, if he has the right words to you know, whatever. Yeah. And so, you know, being able to sit down with him and, and, and say, this is important. Not only is it important to God, but also like I did, I lied and it hurt some very important people in my life. And mm-hmm. And you know this is this is what I saw from that, um, you know, so that we approach, so that we approach discipleship and we approach following Christ together as a family on the same playing field. Um, mm-hmm. I think that is incredibly important um, in discipleship with our kids, and like we've always like well always all three episodes, like we've said, we are not professionals. We are not experts at this at all. Our oldest is four. Um, so that is the extent of our experience, Mm -hmm. but trying, trying to do those things, trying to be consistent in those things, trying to, to have those moments, um, we can already see is having an impact on our, on our little guy. And I, I think, I think it's been a positive one. I know in my life too, growing up, um, the, I, I don't remember it. Well, I, I remember a lot of what my parents said is right and wrong. Um, but what I most remember was whenever they got it wrong and said, I'm sorry. Um, uh, I can remember one time mom, mom got upset at me uh, for something. It was I was old enough to have a little bit of freedom. Uh, they had to be at church early for something. I could ride my bike to church. It was it was a distance that I could do that. So I had done something before church that I was, uh, I thought was a kind thing. I thought it was a good thing to do. Um, and turns out, mom did not want me doing. I'd, mom would bake some cookies, and I wrapped up some cookies in uh, one of mom's dish towels, and took it to someone on my way to church. And I just gave it to them the whole thing. Um, which included one of her baskets and her dish towel and, you know, along with the cookies. And she was a little upset at me for giving away her dish towel. Um, and I, rem- I remember she was upset and she was like, I didn't ask you to do that. You should have wrapped it up in a paper towel, um, you know, all that. Uh, it, you know, it scared me. It hurt my feelings. I thought I had done a kind thing. I thought I had done a good thing she would be proud of. But here yep. she was upset at me. Um, and I don't remember, I think it was, I think I told her what I had done before church. That's when that little exchange happened, like right before service started. And then this is like a Sunday night church. And then after church, uh, I remember very specifically, we were getting in the car to go home. I'd put my bike in the back. Um, and, be- and as I was getting in, she said, Hey, Karen, I need to talk to you. And so I turned around and her face was very serious. Um, but she apologized and she said, I'm sorry. She said, you know, that, that was a mm-hmm. kind thing that you had done. I shouldn't have gotten upset. I have plenty of other dish towels and plenty of other baskets. Um, you know, and she asked, will you forgive me? And that is something that stands out to me way more than mom or dad telling me, you know, you, you, we need to forgive each other. We need to bear with one another. Um, and, and all those. So.
0: Okay. so it's basically a difference on the relationship you have. With-
1: Again, yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I have a lot of words, and you don't have many, but you probably use yours better. So, yes, the, the relationship that you have um, in that family setting is... And just the
0: time, too. Yeah,
1: can mm-hmm. make far more impact, mm-hmm. positive and negative, mm-hmm. depending on how you use it.
0: Mm-hmm. So. With parents who take who send their kids to VBS, whether they're already in the church or they're sort of in the periphery
1: mm-hmm.
0: or they're just looking for babysitters. They go to a church that has great organization, a great director, great teachers, great theme and great, with a great underpinning of gospel, of theology and gospels. Mm-hmm. What can they expect uh, for their kids out of VBS and what do they need to do afterwards to sort of foster that?
1: Like, like, what does a typical day look like?
0: Well, I mean, what I mean in sort of go with with parents who are on the periphery who take their children to VBS as sort of here learn. Let's go, go learn about Jesus and be good. What what can they actually expect from a VBS program after their kid at the end of the week? Do they expect the kids to be
1: Oh, are you like? Are you asking? Should they expect the kids to be instantly like Jesus? Mm -hmm. No. Yes. (laughs) No, no, no. Uh, Okay, I think I see what you're asking. So, so yeah. um, I think vacation Bible school can be a wonderful tool. That's kind of like an intensive, just just an intensive study um, on the level of the kid. Mm -hmm. You know, we're not putting them through a you know seminary course or anything like that. But, but I think that it's the Lord is the only one who changes hearts. And if you are expecting, um, a program Mm -hmm. at church or the YMCA or a self-help group to, to instantly change behavior um, you're going to be sorely disappointed on on all on all fronts. Now, can the Lord use VBS to speak into the hearts of the children that come? Absolutely. Um, but there is this thing called uh, sanctification that we all have to walk through. Mm-hmm. And even though there are some people that have a, you know occasionally the Lord works in powerful, one and done, scenarios. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you've heard people say, you know, I'm, I became a Christian and I never wanted to smoke again, or I never wanted to, you know, my issues with anger dissolved. Um, Mm. that's great. And, and, you know, sort of tongue in cheek, I say, praise the Lord for that. Um, but also that has not been the experience in my life. (laughs) at all, (laughs) which I know that doesn't mean that it's not true for the people that are saying that Um, but sanctification takes a long time Mm -hmm. it takes a lifetime Um, and so the idea that you can send your kids to vacation Bible school and uh, have these perfect little angels come home, that is far from reality (laughs) Um, on any, any spectrum, so that is completely up to the Holy Spirit how he speaks to the individual children, and then even if even if during vacation Bible school there is that moment where um, the child understands and chooses to believe in Christ, um, I I wouldn't I wouldn't look to see drastic change. Um, mm-hmm. You, I'm sure that uh, hopefully there will be some change, and there there sometimes there can be that mark of you know after this. You kind of were bent a Mm -hmm. little bit differently, Um, but it's still a bend. It's not Mm -hmm. a. It's not a break. It's not a snap. It's not a. It's not a um, complete change. uh, You know where? Oh my gosh! I didn't even recognize him after that. I just. I don't think that that is how the Lord generally chooses to work. Mm -hmm. Um, It is a. It is a lifetime process that He takes you through in the relationship that He wants to cultivate with you. I brought it back to relationship.
0: Are
1: you proud? I am theme. <laughs> <Damn.
0: laughs> a couple of things I've just sort of gone on reading, not just for the podcast here, but other for some criticisms from of VBS inside from inside the church. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a book by Alan Noble, OBU, called Destructive Witness," that has a section there about sort of that's critical of VBS, mm-hmm. and I found an article here from the Federalist, not a religious website, but has some religion there mm-hmm. by Peter Birfiend. Uh It's titled, How Vacation Bible School Drove Millennials Away from the Church. Mm-hmm. And let me see, find the quote here. He writes there about themes for Vacation Bible Schools that, uh, quote, these programs are written and produced by Christians with good intentions, but the baseline bait-and-switch philosophy is perverse, like trying to get your child to eat vegetables by embedding them in a Twinkie. Sure, the children will hear the good things about God, but the medium of the message, the razz-a-dazzle theme, characterless music, throwaway crafts, forced theatrics, and theological minimalism, is what the child internalizes. There's been a lot of, I guess, criticisms about EBS, that there is, that it is kind of a surface level. Here's a song. Here's a craft. Here's a short Bible verse, and not really teaching children about the gospel. You're not. You're just affiliated with VBS at one week a year, but what are your thoughts about that?
1: Um, so here's the deal: I always think that it is a good idea to stop and look and and look at what we're doing, and say, "Is why why are we doing this? Is it effective? Um, and and is the Lord leading in this? And one of those three questions has a lot more weight than the other." Um, And whichever one you give more weight to uh, shows a lot about your heart. So if the most important question to you is, is this effective? Um, I would maybe point you towards Isaiah and um, just the idea that what what the Lord calls us to is not always uh, effective as in what we see. Um, if the Lord is calling you to do this, if if God has said, you know, if the, if the Holy Spirit has led your church and said, you know, this is something that you need to be a part of, then you need to be a part of it. Um, part of the the article talking about the bait and switch thing, um, read that uh, thing right at the top that he opened it with. All
0: right. Um, this one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. As an outreach strategy, vacation Bible school is usually a flop, but still the course equ. Echoes across the country. At least we planted the seed.
1: So Vacation Bible School is not an outreach strategy as in a way to get butts in seats. Um, I think if you are looking at it from that perspective, uh, which I think the author of this article that you're talking about, you, you should put a link to it in the show notes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So I think the author thinks that most churches think this is a way to up our numbers, Um and it's not. I would have to highly agree with him that it is not. So the idea of the bait and switch and putting um, veggies in a Twinkie. I, I, I would be curious how critically he has looked at... Hand me those back. I would be curious how critically he has looked at um, all of these things. So in one section of this article, he lists five or six of the recent... Recent themes. Yeah. Um, one of the ones that he lists is actually one of the ones that our church did three years ago, right. um, in 2017. So one of the ones that he kind of takes aim at is uh, "Galactic Starvaders Discovering the God of the Universe." Um, so in the theme song itself, it it's it's not theologically minimalist. Um, so the the theme song itself. Uh, if you go to the chorus, it says, look at the sky, look at the stars, look at how awesome and endless they are. We're praising the Father, the Son, and the Spirit, the universe maker. We're galactic starveyors. Our God is so amazing. He created everything we see. But what's more incredible and unbelievable is that he knows and loves you and me. We're in awe and wonder of this mystery that we are made by the maker of the galaxies. So this is the theme song, that gets played ad nauseum all week long. Every kid knows it. Um, In our household, we start listening to the new Vacation Bible School songs like sometime in April um, (laughs) because our son just loves it, and then we sing it for weeks and weeks afterwards. So those lyrics that I I just read, um, if you look at Psalms 8, 3, and 4, when I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, what is man that you are mindful of him, the son of man that you care for him? Um, I, I don't see this as being theologically shallow. I, I went through, again, like I said, I, I thought I was going to have to like defend against this. So I went through each day's um, stuff for that. For that, I mean, it was it was three years ago, so I couldn't oh, yeah. just like pull this out of my memory. But I found a, a blog post on um, the internet that just kind of went through the day's points. So the day one is the relationship begins. It's the story of Adam and Eve um, being created, it created in the garden that the God of the universe created people and wants to have a relationship with mm-hmm. them. Day two, the relationship broken, sin enters the world. Day three, restoration promised. Um, it, it went through several messianic promises um, through whenever Mary and Joseph took uh, Jesus, baby, baby Jesus to the temple. Um, day four was the relationship is restored. It covered the cross, um, the grave, the empty tomb. And then day five was the relationship continues, uh, stories of the Holy Spirit and what it means to be on mission to go baptizing, making disciples—that um, is—that is not theologically shallow. I—I mm-hmm. um, I, I don't care if it's in a um, brightly colored package and there's music that you consider adolescent with it. Those are not the—that <laughs> the, is the gospel. I mean, right. in a in a tight little nutshell. Mm-hmm. And and yes, maybe it is. Maybe it's bright and flashy, and there were probably um, silly hand motions that went along with that song, but truth is truth, mm-hmm. whether it is brightly colored or um, whether it is being depicted in seventeenth century paintings like truth is truth is truth, truth mm-hmm. is jesus um, and so that that idea of the bait and switch i I highly disagree that that is how most churches uh, right. attempt VBS. there may be some okay i'm okay. i'm not I don't want to paint with so broadly a stroke that i don't you know that I'm blind to misuse of these this idea and these themes, but at least in our area in the churches that I've been involved in even even just for a few months um churches that I've been involved in, that's not the idea behind most of the places that I've been. Correct. so.
0: Well, I think reading the article, and I didn't pull it up because I sort agree with it, but I think it sort of, the pull quote I did was a very good sort of summation of the criticisms that I've seen, but it's like...
1: You just want a disclaimer that you are not anti vbs <laughs> yes. No. Well, and what's interesting is this guy actually writes his own vacation Bible school formats, mm-hmm. his own curriculum, and so he can't be against the idea... Right. Or he wouldn't write curriculum for mm-hmm. it. He's he's just disgruntled with certain
0: producers of it, I guess. I guess so. And I think it's... I'm sure there is some of the people that use it as sort of a check off, or check off on an evangelical list. Like, yeah. we did VBS for all the kids who are here for, you know, babysitting type <laughs> things. Yeah. And then that's all we need. Planted the seeds, but I think even in that parable of the seeds you need to be they need to be cultivated as well. And all goes back to relationships.
1: Well and also that the parable of the seed, he I don't think that was in Well, okay, yeah, the one that I had you read, that at least yeah. we planted the seed. The parable of the seed, this seed is being scattered widely.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Because
1: it falls on the pardon me, it's been a while since I've read it, but three or four different types of so- yeah, soil. Yeah. Um so soil in in one area is generally pretty much the same mm-hmm. you know four or five feet to the left or right so um, that parable the the seed that's being scattered it's being thrown
0: yeah.
1: um, lots of places mm-hmm. and and i think that's okay yeah and and i mean also just a the comment about getting butts in seats with vacation bible school well another part of the article he says that churches are hoping Uh, See, congregations – see, the eternal hope is that congregations will recruit little salespeople as kids go home celebrating the fun things they did at that church up the street. Um, (laughs) Like, that idea that everything we do needs to produce mass growth. Um, Look at that parable. Only 25% of the seed actually Mm -hmm. grew like it was supposed to. You know, and I mean, that's – this idea that you need to do something and have hundreds added to your church at a time, I think that is detrimental to us okay. as the body of Christ. Okay. Did I even answer your question? I don't really remember I where think we started. So.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Unless there's anything else you want to uh, talk about about that or about VBS.
1: Well, another one that I kind of expected you to ask me is a lot of criticism from within the church comes from the expense a vacation Bible School, mm-hmm. um, the the set building, the decorations, the go, you know, the going.
0: I'm sure just the man hours too. Yeah. That you get. yeah,
1: man hours, uh, time, you know, time that people put into it, and and my response to that is that yes, Vacation Bible School is about the kids, and it's about the you know, to use the metaphor, the seeds that we plant there. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about making those relationships, helping those kids know that they helping those kids know that they are known and seen. Yeah. Um, but also it, it's also a part of our personal spiritual act of worship. Um, and so my minor in college was theater, stage tech, and set design. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I enjoy building things. So my dad's a pastor. Um, at, at one of his churches, we used to he used to do, Um, like theme, you know, theme sets. And so he would have me build sets for him. Um, And it was, it was way fun. I loved it. I really enjoyed it. And so this year um, our vacation Bible school was in the wild. And so we got to like, uh, we made a jungle in our room is, is what we did. So I think we had Oh, I think Anna figured it out. But I, I think it was, I think we had something like 400 feet of vines um, hanging from the ceiling in our room. Uh, and then there was one of the one of the youth workers that was around while we were setting things up. Uh, I showed her a picture of something that someone else had done in church. I didn't know who had done it, uh, but I was like, I love the way this looks. And she just got so excited. She said, my friend and I did that for her. Um, and so it just, it, you know, happened that she got pulled to go help me in my room and this is what I wanted. Well, Mm -hmm. she happened to have already done it, you know? Um, And so being able to use a lot of, I think creativity kind of gets poo-pooed on Mm -hmm. um, because it is expensive, like materials for being creative and, and those sorts of things are, um, they, they cost, they cost time, they cost money. And so I think sometimes when you look at vacation Bible school, if you're already a little curmudgeon towards it, you can say like we don't need to be spending sixty dollars to decorate all these, you know, sixty dollars a room to decorate, and um, which, by the way, I have no idea how much it costs right. like on average to decorate a room. So that was just a, a number I pulled mm-hmm. out, but um, and so I think that's something else that you can complain about. But I like for me, like that was neat to get to do. Um, it mm-hmm. was fun. It was out of the ordinary. Yes, the kids loved it. And yes, the kids would have loved it if I hadn't done that and just brought in a bunch of my son's stuffed animals and said, Look, we're in the wild with all these animals. Like, I don't think that would have made that much difference to the children. But as far as this being something that I was offering to the Lord, as you know, I want to do my best with this and I want it to be fun and I want it to be inviting. Um, So getting to spend that time. Doing the decorating mm-hmm. and and putting things up was was part of what part of me offering myself and my talents um, back to the Lord. Sort of that. So, um, that's my favorite. I'm I'm kind of an artsy ish yeah. mm-hmm. person anyway, and so that that's that's one thing that I thought was is pretty obvious with Vacation Bible School, and it's an easy thing to complain about or at least be. Worried about now? You don't need to be go and spend half your church's budget to make right. things that you don't need. Um, you know, I'm not a fan of that either. But
0: I mean, we've um, your father is a bivocational pastor too, and we went to hit um, and they did VBS in the evening. Yeah,
1: they their church happened to have Vacation Bible School the same week that right. ours did, um, and theirs was in the evenings where ours was in the mornings. So we kind of were just passing each other that whole week,
0: right? So I mean, I mean, they didn't have a whole big, no, they didn't put the uh, big sets sets up on the mm-hmm. stage or anything like that. But I think that it was a very they just yeah, had like nine they, people
1: and yeah, but they also yeah. had more kids there nightly mm-hmm. than they ever see on a Sunday morning, right? Exactly, and they got to spend that time pouring into them mm-hmm. and and saying, look, you are important to us. Um, you know, we want you here.
0: Right. So. so. I mean, I think every, every bit helps with sort of prophesizing and sharing the gospel.
1: Yeah, and I think within your means and is within, important.
0: Right. Within your exactly. means.
1: And and I mean that within your financial means as well as within your skill level yeah. and, and within your ability right. um, and your time that you can give to that.
0: Well, like I, I think just sort of with what you said back a few questions ago is that you know kids can sort of de- detect authenticity oh yeah and so they can probably get a lot more understanding about the meat and weight of the gospel from like a very simple couple of stuffed animals and we're in the jungle and here's the gospel than a sort of big flashy smoke uh, smoke machine lights presentation dance routine. So.
1: so are you saying I shouldn't have built a jungle in my room? No, I
0: think it, it looked great. <laughs> we, we could post pictures of that as well, I think.
1: <laughs> pictures in the show
0: notes. I know. The director com- or complimented you on that, didn't she? She did. Yeah, she
1: was so. very kind. Yeah. Very kind. So.
0: Okay. Uh, we found out the topic or the uh, theme for next year's <laughs> VBS.
1: Yeah. Uh, so the, the comp- our church our church gets their VBS material from Lifeway, um, and they advertise their next year's theme in the summer of the current year's mm-hmm. theme, if that makes sense. So it was, was it Thursday? during Like the Thursday of our VBS Thursday is half, when yeah. they posted their reveal um, video, and we were pretty excited because next year it's Concrete and Cranes. <laughs> Um, so it's like a construction theme. And our son loves construction.
0: It's like we're made for this. Yes.
1: So. <laughs> for such a time as this, we were made for this. Yeah. I mean, we have construction vehicles everywhere. We, ha- we literally... I'm staring right now at a four-foot crane that's in my kitchen because we don't have anywhere else <laughs> to put it. So I don't... I don't know. That thing's coming down Are you soon. ready for it? Am I ready for it? Uh-huh. Or well, do you need ten
0: more months to
1: I, I mean ten more months would be good. Okay. <laughs> give me a give me a leader's book that I can ignore until two weeks before it's time to, <laughs> <just> to go. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Melanie, if you're listening to this, I did read it when you gave it to me. Right. And then I set it down for the next four weeks. But anyway.
0: Okay. Well, I think that's a good episode. Yeah. All right. So next time is I'm in the. Is hot there a way to
1: comment? Can people comment on our? Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. So if you like, tell like tell us what do you think about Vacation Bible School? Are you involved in it? Are mm-hmm. you a fan? Uh, do you kind of wish that music wasn't still running through your All head? Right.
0: <laughs> well, until next time, I'm Zachary Privet,
1: and I am Karen Privet.
0: This is Pressing the Privets. We'll see you next time. Bye. <laughs>